They're not ashamed of the gospel because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes. One thing, I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind. I designed this rhyme to explain in due time. All I know, time is a valuable thing. Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings. Watch it count down to the end of the day. The clock takes life away. It's so unreal. Didn't look out below. Watch the time go right out. Welcome to another Just Informed Talk radio show. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined by our newest addition and co-host, Nick No, who will be joining us for the remainder of this show, at least for the foreseeable future and beyond, hopefully. We are lucky to have you guys here with us for another big show. Today is, of course, as you know, Friday, which means... It is Tinfoil Friday, and we have a couple doozies for you you guys out there listening. I hope you're ready for that. We're going to talk about a few uh, interesting topics, get into the knowledge and information that they do not want you to have access to. We are uh, basically going to be diving down a couple rabbit holes today, which I'm very much looking forward to. And we might be talking a bit about some uh, more contemporaneous news and events given that the situation on the border is continuing to escalate, and we're going to see where this all heads. But before we do that, I want to thank everybody out there uh, listening or or watching, whether you're listening here in the Front Range on 1360 KHNC in the AM dial, or you're listening on the live stream, please make sure you, uh, if you're listening on the live stream, leave a comment. Let me know what you think in the live chat. Like, share, subscribe. That all helps out big time. I really appreciate it. And if you're listening live here on 1360 KHNC, make sure you text or call 877-536-1360. If you want to chime in, if you have questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, prayer requests, whatever you want to share, please let let us know at that number, 877-536-1360. So today, a big day. And uh, we'll bring on our good friend, Nick No. You guys know him by now, but I'll just introduce him once again for anybody who doesn't know. He's our new co-host. He's a U.S. Air Force veteran. He was the Benghazi whistleblower, uh, and he was he's also got a background in military intelligence, and we're very thankful to have him joining us again. Nick, are you there? Yes, good morning, Craig. It's a wonderful Friday, and I'm looking forward to our show today. Absolutely. Me too, brother. We got... A uh, big show for everybody out there, and I know that we could take it a few different directions. We were kicking around some ideas uh, last night and today about what we wanted to discuss here on this Tinfoil Friday. Before we get into those topics, though, well, just for everybody out there listening, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking a minute to examine the facts and, and details surrounding what happened in October in Las Vegas at the largest mass shooting in U.S. history that they tell us was all committed by one man in a hotel room with an arsenal of weapons, the Las Vegas massacre. We're going to be talking about that. And and I know that's kind of the one I wanted to go down. And, and Nick, you brought a few interesting topics as well that we can dive into a little bit later. But before we do that, uh, you know, we're going to kind of talk about what's happening on the border. I think that's a, a pretty prescient 
issue that, that we need to address. We addressed it a lot in yesterday's show, Nick, but uh, I, I have a couple clips. I have this speech that was just released, uh, at least a portion of it, from General Michael Flynn, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Very interesting, very interesting indeed, and we have a couple other clips I want to share, but uh, what did you want to bring up today, Nick, on Tinfoil Friday? I, I, you had a couple things that you were sharing with me. Is there any, what are we going to be diving on a little bit later on uh, with what you brought? Well, with the directed energy weapon attacks in Maui, it's very apparent for anybody that's educated in, um, you know, uh, radio frequencies and uh, scalar technology, that sort of stuff. And it's very clear that what, what happened there was a direct energy weapon because it melted the aluminum uh, and the other parts remained untouched from the hubcaps, all kinds of stuff. Um, but what I want to bring up is that Maui had a police officer that was in charge of uh, the investigation. He wanted to get rid of the bodies, all that sort of stuff to do the cover-up. So I'm wondering, you know, what's going on with this guy? And someone brought to my attention, I cannot remember where, that he was the same police officer in charge for the Vegas shooting. What are the odds of that? Well, we're going to dive into that later. I think uh, it's interesting when we start tying everything together. It's going to be a very fascinating show today. Everybody should look forward to it. We're going to talk about a lot of what's going on. But before we do that, I kind of want to just get through a few uh, news topics of what's happening right now. A little bit of a development overnight with this whole standoff, uh, what they're calling the being on the verge of civil war with what's happening down on the border there in Texas. And I just want to address some of the, the common uh, misconceptions, first of all, about what's going on down there and, and maybe talk about what could possibly happen, what we should be prepared and aware and ready for. Uh, Nick, you know, in yesterday's show... We talked a lot about what was happening on the border and kind of the uh, logistics and, and comparing it back to the Civil War and, and that kind of thing. But one of the, the things that I think is something we may have missed yesterday, which is important to talk about, is the idea that now that Texas has made this declaration uh, a basically against the, the federal agents who want to allow the invasion to continue, and they are being backed by several other states, <clears throat> we are being primed, as they say, for the next big false flag attack. I can already see the writing on the wall. Uh, I have a clip of Jack Posobiec explaining what he thinks, but before we play that, we'll play that in the next segment, and then I'll play General Flynn. Um, you know, what they're essentially saying is that all the, the – essentially what we saw on January 6th where it was, in my opinion, a righteous protest against a stolen election, which was infiltrated by agent provocateurs who ended up causing the – creating the, the chaos and riot, riots that were necessary for the media to manufacture their narrative about, you know, domestic terror, insurrection, etc., that that is what they are going to try to do down in Texas. They're going to try to have some sort of uh, catalyst event. What do you think? And they're going to try to stage something to frame our entire movement that's supporting this 
as domestic terrorists, insurrectionists, so they can sell that, that narrative harder back to the American people. What, what are your thoughts on that, Nick? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. I think you nailed it because there's no other option. They are, there's no way that they could have an election. There's not a person, a soul, except for maybe a handful of people to watch CNN uh, that would believe um, that you know Joe Biden would win the next election. They got to have an incident to stop the election or have a reason to remove Joe Biden so they can replace him with Big Mike. They might throw out some other candidates is uh, maybe uh, you know, just to see how that lands and then all of a sudden, you know, throw that card in with, with Mike. And, um, <laughs> you know, that's their only option. They, they, they have nothing else left. And then also they need a false flag, too, because if they had a nice, good false flag and uh, they set people up or made it seem like something happened that didn't, then uh, that could, in their minds, be a reason to try and uh, seize more power and or use more uh, force for, for a fictitious uh, thing. And that's what they need. They need to shut it down, pretend like they can't, they should not have an election, it's too dangerous or whatever their excuse is. And then uh, do consider that um, they could always uh, say, call upon Democratic governor states if they, I'm not even sure there are any, uh, there's few, um, maybe half, I don't know. But you know, in my mind, uh, they might call upon them to send their National Guard to confront the other ones. It could get really messy. I agree. And one more thought I had last night was consider this, right? As we go into a break, I'll try to make this brief and explain it. What if they're allowing this all to play out with texas disregarding federal or, or federal courts and and, and the, the supreme court or at least you know affronting them so that they can use this as justification for when they pull trump off the ballot in certain states to ignore scotus ruling to put him back on stay tuned we're going to talk about that after the break ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs. From rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet, our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. This is Rick Rodriguez, host of The Present Truth, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3. Topics, American world hegemony, the new world order, secret societies, one world religion, weather warfare, international wars, transhumanism. Join me, Just Forum Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined by our co-host, Nick No, And we're going to be talking about 
what's going on down on the border. Now, you heard my uh, theory, I guess, before the break, Nick, talking about how perhaps the reason we're not seeing the full-on Civil War narrative push yet is because there is an exploitable um, component to all of this. And, and, you know, this is... See, me being skeptical here, Nick, really has more to do with my distrust for Governor Abbott than it does anything else. I don't know that he's doing this for the reason... It, it, although it feels good, right, we, we are, are very appreciative that somebody's finally doing it, and I don't want to, you know, be too pessimistic here, but given Abbott's track record and history and his connections and affiliations and uh, who, who he really represents and, and where he comes from, I don't know that I necessarily trust it, and what I can see happening here is you kind of kill two birds with one stone, right? You let Abbott clean up Biden's mess on the border, and Democrats just throw their hands up and go, I guess there's nothing we can do. Their states can do what they want. And then on the backside of that, once you get some <clears throat> jurisdiction to agree to remove Trump from the ballot, that then they can, uh, you know, even if Trump tries to appeal it to the Supreme Court, the state can come back and say, hey, uh, you know, we're following the example that was set by Texas. We will not be uh, allowing Trump to be on the ballot because he is, you know, guilty of X, Y, and Z. He's been found guilty in the D.C. court for whatever it is. Uh, one of the four jurisdictions and 91 felony counts. You could just pick one, really. It doesn't matter. And that's my, I don't want to say fear. It's just a concern, I think. Am I am I living in logic there with that rationale, Nick, or is that is that too far fetched? No, I think you nailed it. The, you know, there is a saying I forget who said it that you never let a, a crisis go to waste. That was Rahm Emanuel, and, uh, and that was Barack Obama's. What was he? His chief of staff, I think. Yeah, and I, I think you you're right to have suspicions about him. Why wait until now to do something? Is there some sort of threshold that we don't know about, such as more uh, anchor babies being born than natural-born citizens in a year? What, what was it? Um, you know, I, I kind of wonder. I see the guy, you know, don't forget, in Houston, there was a Chinese consulate there, and they began burning a whole bunch of documents after the election. Was it, I think it's just after the election, um, and, and basically shut down that one, and they were kicked out. Um, I did. I don't know if it's true. I saw a picture. Could have been just completely fabricated, but I don't think so. Um, I saw a, uh, a thank you letter from the Chinese person in charge of that consulate on uh, Brian Kemp's desk. He had a thank you letter from him. I mean, it was on a red uh, stationery, a red paper, <laughs> and I'll have to try and find that and uh, investigate. But so, so I'm thinking to myself, it is possible that this guy is corrupted from the cartels, just like Arizona is and uh, other places. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, I, I do think that you have to be able to expect the unexpected with what these people try to pull off. And in this case, you know, you have to think of also the unintended consequences of these actions. I'm not for one second here saying that I don't think Governor Abbott, for what he's doing right now, is in the, the right. I'm just saying, how could this precedent that's being set be used interpreted and used by other states with regard to other issues and that's the one i keep coming to in my head is 
you know, they in that scenario, Nick, they wouldn't need to cancel the election. They could, at, hypothetically, remove Trump from the ballot, stand on the grounds of, you know, we are righteous, in, like the same exact argument that's being made by Abbott saying, you know, you get some Democrat governor, who knows, Gretchen Whitmer, Newsom, you name it, one of these minions, maybe multiple, and they come together and form alliance like we're seeing with Texas right now, right? You get one governor comes out and says, we're not, you know, we don't care what the federal court says. We don't care what the Supreme Court says. Trump is, uh, you know, violated uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. He is guilty. He will not be on the ballot. We are going to supersede that. Um, you know, we're going to go beyond any scope of rulings that come from federal authorities. And then, just like with Texas, you'll have, say it's Gavin Newsom or Gretchen Whitmer, then you'll have all the other Democrat governors basically signing up, being like, we stand with California or we stand with Michigan. We are not going to allow Trump to be on the ballot. I could see that. I, I mean, and, and then... It's almost like they'll just throw our, our argument right back in our face and say, well, you're the one who wanted Abbott to be able to have this this uh, superseding authority as a state governor. Well, this is we're doing the same thing on our end. Right? Am, am I wrong? Yeah, that, that could be their argument. But the Supreme Court only ruled that they could remove the razor wire. It didn't say that the state can't put it up. You know, they didn't say the state is can't put up barriers uh, against the wishes of, um, you know, the federal government, that, that was not in part of the decision. So, uh, you know, their argument is is what they're going to try and make it. They'll omit that information. It had nothing to do whether or not the state could put up stuff. 100% agree, and, and that is a very good observation, that the ruling was essentially just saying that U.S. Border Patrol could pull down the, the barricade, nothing about the Texas National Guard being able to put it up or – uh, blocking, but but we all know what the optics are. The optics are state government superseding federal government, and basically, you know, that's why they're locked out of Eagle Pass and, and those parks there. I forget the name of the park. Was it Sherman Park or something? But we have some texters texting, and I don't want to I don't want to miss all these because uh, they look good. So let's get some texts coming in. Uh, somebody from the seven six three texts in and says, "We appreciate and admire you and Nick." Uh, two, you always give us action plans and hope his light on our path forward. Yes, thank you for that. That's very, very kind and true and prescient. Uh, let's see. Somebody else texted in. <clears throat> they said, that's a link that shows illegal aliens can use their CBP-1 app as a valid ID to board planes. TSA has been directed to accept this. This makes invasion in the U.S. even easier. Uh, they gave us a link to something on Facebook. I'll have to check that out at one of the breaks. And finally, we have Sandra texting in and saying, uh, good morning to us both, me and you, Nick, saying thank you for another excellent and informative show. Uh, Christy Nome and South Dakotans Patriots are sending the Constantine barbed wire to Governor Abbott of the great state of Texas. God bless you and your broadcast. Thank you. I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> Nick... I'm saying optics-wise, that's how they're going to be able to spin it. I'm not saying it's going to be legally binding or that it's going to withstand whatever kind of counter, uh, whatever opposition that, that arises against it. I'm just saying that that's a direction I could see this heading in, especially as we 
start seeing the obsolescence of federal authority as far as state jurisdiction jurisdictions go, right? Yeah, and you gotta you gotta believe, just like you do, I'm sure, that they're gonna try and escalate emotions and using a false flag. They're gonna try and make everybody feel compelled to go there and personally be involved with what's going on. Uh, you've already seen lots of people say that they're going to go down there and help. Um, you know, I don't. I just want to remind everybody that these guys at the National Guard are highly trained people with fully automatic weapons. They have uh, the Nash Air National Guard for airstrikes if they got to use it. But you know, so I don't feel like you have to go help. Um, that may actually make things even worse and, and provide cover for some deep state false flag operation. Interestingly enough, that's exactly what Jack Vasovic was saying earlier uh, yesterday, and I want to play that clip because I think it is important for as a warning to everybody out there. Hey, uh, you know they are setting something up, and and you can go down there with the best intentions. Uh, it's it's okay to make a joke about it. Like I even made a, a meme about it yesterday. Uh, I was like me and the boys heading down to the border, and it showed a, a video of Alex Jones ripping his shirt off and sprinting out of the studio. <laughs> and uh, you know, but it's 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 okay to make a, a joke about it. But I would also argue that if you do go down there, um, you know, you're, you're really getting into a nasty mess. There, it's just like we talked about with January 6th. Listen to this, though, Nick. Let's play it. Let's play a clip for the audience here. Well, so there's 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 a a couple pieces of it, right? And so we do need to talk about the wider the wider situation of what's going on. So. You, we have Abbott there obviously saying, you know, he's not going to back down the Biden administration's pressure. Um, the Supreme Court ruling, I think a lot of people have taken this out of context, and they're saying that the Supreme Court told Texas to take down all the razor wire or that the Biden administration was going to take down all the razor wire. That's that's not actually true. And and Blake went over that earlier. But, of course, you have all these other states saying that they're going to support uh, Greg Abbott in his fight. And then, of course, President Trump comes in completely over the top. Uh, with his Truth Social post, we had just gotten done talking to Caroline Levitt on Human Events Daily this afternoon, and she had told us that a big Truth post was coming out that Trump was going to come out before Greg Abbott. So we had a little bit of um, a little bit of advance notice on it. But then Trump comes in and says, "I order all, not order, I welcome or encourage. I think he said all willing states." to send their guardsmen to the border and begin the deportations now. He said, just straight up, go down and start deporting them, removing them immediately. Now we have yet to see if anyone's gonna take up Trump on that uh, on that call, but it's you know certainly more forceful than I think anything anyone has said, at, at least in any of these positions. The, the danger, Charlie, is that some people are taking this and actually calling, going online or going on forums and they're trying to call for mass, you know, mass attacks on government facilities or mass disobedience, mass civil disobedience. Um, people talking, oh, we need to go kinetic action. We need to act like Antifa. We need to act like BLM. And unfortunately, of course, we are not the BLM people, right? We are not, the, our side is not going to get treated like them. Uh, in Seattle, the city of Seattle just agreed to a $10 million deal to pay the activists, as they call them, the members of Antifa and BLM who were burning down Seattle and set up chat 
has in 2020, $10 million because of the police tactics that were used during Chaz. That's how it happens to when the left gets activated and, and does direct action. When the right talks about it, guess what happens? You get put on a watch list. You get put on the no-fly list. You get sent to the gulags down and, and with the J6ers. So this is a huge danger here is if the Biden administration is able to find people or just at, get people to agitate enough so that they start calling for this kind of uh, civil war type activity, the feds are going to swoop in. And now suddenly this conversation where we're winning opti- on the optics of this right right now, very much support Greg Abbott, make sure it's done under the color of law, the invasion clause of the Constitution, that's all perfect. But the minute the people start going, oh, patriots need to activate, and there's like some people are holding rallies and doing truck, uh, there's like a truck convoy that's going through, that's the exact time kind of thing that the feds are going to infiltrate and they're going to use this to go after you, they're going to go after your bank account, they're going to go after your social media accounts, they're going to go after your personal freedom, they're going to use it to, um, you know, censor the internet more. And oh, by the way, this validates their entire central thesis of why Joe Biden is running to say, we need to stop MAGA extremism. Guess what? He's going to make you the MAGA extremist. He's going to make you the insurrectionist or God forbid. And and we'll just say it because we, we know they've tried to do this already. You know, let's say some some illegal immigrant gets shot or gets killed or, as we saw last week, drowns, and then they blame it on Greg Abbott. They say, this is your fault, you white male Christian governor. This, you did this, and they're going to turn them that guy into the next George Floyd. So hear that? They're going to turn the, the next guy down there into Jorge Floyd, as Charlie Cook, Kirk puts it after that. Uh, you know, they're going to have some sort of event down there. They have to spin the narrative like... Uh, I think Jack was saying, the, I think the thing I took away the most is that we're, we are winning the narrative uh, battle with regard to what's happening in Texas right now. So obviously there's going to have to be some kind of narrative shift, and we know historically how they accomplish that, and that's with false flags and, and infiltration and agent provocateurs. So that's what I and, – and like I said, I think that could spiral out into other things that we don't – like unintended consequences. What are your thoughts, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. Keep in mind, if you're listening and you have social media and you're not censored or you see someone that it's probably going to be elevated, consider the deep state. Once these people that are saying send people down and rabble rouse or whatever to go down there, I I think it's likely that in social media they're going to be boosted. And so when you see that, immediately have something canned to write saying, listen, this is a uh, setup. Don't go. It's, it's only going to cause more problems the same way January 6th. I think that's sage advice for our listeners out there. Make sure that you uh, are prepared for what's to come. Trust me, these people are ruthless and they will do whatever it takes. We have to be smarter than them. And part of that is just knowing what's going to be ahead. So that's the information we're giving you guys now. We have much more to cover when we come back. Everybody stay tuned. This is actually Tinfoil Friday, and we're going to get into some tinfoil stuff on the other side of the break. But we want to thank everybody out there listening. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, live chat, call or text 877-536-1360. We'll be back after the break. 
This is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I want to take a second to tell you about my friends over at thefreedompeople.org. You guys haven't tried them. You need to give them a call today. All you have to do is go to thefreedompeople.org and set up your call. And what can they help you do? Well, through legal and lawful processes, they'll help you reduce exposure to the tax man or other bureaucratic bodies. They can help you do things like set up express trusts, which help manage your business assets and affairs effectively and privately by helping you gain greater control of you and your family family's future. It can also help you do things like set up private membership associations, which help you restructure your business in a way that allows you to run it exactly how you want. If you believe your children should be able to receive their inheritance without paying an arm and leg in taxes and that taxes are unjust, the government ceases to represent the interests of its people. I want you to take a second today to go to the T-H-E, freedompeople.org and schedule your call. Let them know I sent you. But more importantly, help make sure that your future is protected and that your business and your family are protected. Hi folks, Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you could invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-YREFI24. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888-YREFI24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you. Sucker punch somebody on the sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think it's tough. Well, try that in a small town. Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, joined by our other host, co-host, Nick No, I'll have to figure out how, a way to introduce you more seamlessly, Nick, because it's uh, i got to get used to having a co-host now. This is a very fun and interesting dynamic. Um, Nick, you know just as well as I do that we both uh, particularly think that, that General Lieutenant General Michael Flynn is uh, a very... Uh, informative individual i'll just i'll say it that way right he he's he's able to help us find uh you know truth in things that i think sometimes it's very easy for people to overlook and and he was giving a speech just yesterday in saint charles illinois and he actually speaks to what's happening in texas uh and and how it is in as he puts it a constitutional crisis do you want to do you want to listen to to some of this uh speech nick and then we'll talk about it sure all right, let's let's play a little bit of uh, General Flynn here. As we as I stand here tonight and talk to you about all this border stuff, the border thing is not just about the border and, and the invasion. Now now we we have come to a a head something called a constitutional crisis, and and uh, you know it's now I think it's eighteen uh, governors have have teamed together uh, because clearly 
Um, you know, we have a, we have, I mean, this, we, everybody goes, the Supreme Court, you know, the Supreme Court, well, the Supreme Court has, has actually ruled on things over its many years that have not been constitutional. So the Supreme Court doesn't always rule constitutionally. Roe v. Wade. Can I give you one? Uh, but the but the so right now we have a ruling that's, that is clearly unconstitutional, and just a little bit of a little bit of understanding before I get into kind of you know what I need from you and why we're really here about you know it's about these kids and uh, and about you know how we protect and how we defend children. But we, you know this moment in time, and I, I need everybody to pay really close attention to what is happening. Because we have now a standoff. There we have a standoff. Now we've always kind of had tension between the states and between individuals and between the federal government. But now all of a sudden it's like it now has come to a head where now you have a, a state fully within the authority of the Constitution to be able to defend themselves against invaders. It actually says it in the Constitution. Okay, uh, they can't declare war, but they can certainly defend themselves. So, all the other states that are joining, and obviously it's going to be probably you know the Republicans. And there's been, uh, you know, some of them you had to kind of kick them in the in the rear end to get it to you know to sort of join the team, right? McMaster's is one. I'm not a big fan of his, but but. Um, this is a constitutional crisis because now we have states' rights very clear against, you know, what is the federal government's overreach, okay? And remember, there was no federal government. So when our country was founded, we didn't have a federal government. We had states. And then the states decided to create the federal government, to create this thing, and they gave it certain responsibilities. But the first thing that they did in the, in, the, in the beginning of this country was they went back and they said, what's the most important thing? And it really comes out of the Declaration of Independence, right? The most important thing is really what we're, we're here talking about. And what is that? There's three things in the Declaration. Life. I'll help you out here. Life. And, and freedom is a big part of it. It's liberty, right? But life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You can have nothing. You have nothing if you don't have life. Okay? Then you can have your liberty, and then you can have the pursuit of happiness, and they argued about that, and they talked about whether it was going to be, you know, the ability to, you know, have property or something else. But they, they debated the idea of pursuit of happiness, and I'm glad that they came to that conclusion because that's pretty nice, right? Who doesn't want to be happy? I'm happy. I'm a happy guy. You know, of all the crap I've been through, it's been, uh, you know, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. You know, so we are in a crisis, and this, what is going to happen here is really interesting. It's fascinating to me. If you follow me at all, you can go to my website, generalflynn.com. You see an article that I wrote two days ago on this issue. And, uh, you know, to lay it out for the American people to see what 
is happening, how bad it is, but what the uh, states can do. What rights do states have? Because this is a big deal. It's a big deal. And all the other stuff that's going on around the world, the Middle East, you know that we had a, everybody know that we had a, a, a naval, a naval engagement last 24 hours. And we retreated to a naval, a naval uh, battleship, a battle vessel destroyer. Um, basically backed off, backed off. You know, in the, mid, in the mid to late 80s, there was one incident by the Iranian uh, Navy in the Persian Gulf. And what Ronald Reagan did was when he was, when it came to his attention, which came to his attention pretty quickly because it's a pretty, pretty serious incident, he said, what options do I have? And he, you know, they gave all the military guys, gave him all these options, and he said, no, he goes, I want to destroy 50% of their Navy. <laughs> Can you do that? This is now the Iranian Navy. Okay? The Iranians, you know, it's, a, it's a sophisticated country. And they said, they looked at him like, wow. And they, you know, then, then, you know, I was in the military at that time. And they, the military, the Navy at that time, you know, went ahead and destroyed 50% of their Navy. And we never had any more problems in the Persian Gulf. You know? At least for a while. Now, now the United States of America, you and me and all taxpayers, we are paying for the entire, anything you see in the Middle East, anything, we're paying for it. Whether it's the Palestinian Liberation Organization or Hamas or Hezbollah or Israel and some of the stuff that Israel is doing or, or Jordan or Saudi or Kuwait, you know, Iran. The billions and billions of dollars that we've given to Iran, Yemen, the Houthi rebels, the swirl that goes around all of that is all being funded by U.S. taxpayer dollars. Every bit of it. Damn near every bit of it. I, I, I would venture to say if we did an audit for any of the you know, auditors in here, if we did a really hard audit of it, we would find that, you know, so how are they able to buy these missiles? How, you know, that side, that adversary, and then how is this side able to do this? And we would find out that there's a flow of U.S. taxpayer dollars going right to them, okay? The, you know, and Speaker Johnson, Speaker Johnson takes over. So we had two years of a, of a... All right, so <clears throat> that was just a portion of it, Nick. I, I wanted to play that just to, to illustrate the constitutional crisis and then the juxtaposition against what he's outlining there and how all of our money is being shipped overseas for these wars while... The juxtaposition is obviously we're having a literal constitutional crisis standoff at our border, and we're still funding all of that. But, but what are your thoughts on that just quickly before the break? He nailed it right on the head. We have been giving the money to Iran. Even recently, the Biden administration gave them funds. Um, you know, So they're using that money to uh, launch attacks and posture in an aggressive way out there in the Middle East. And it's it's... I don't know if you ever seen that meme when, whenever, you know, for example, Hillary is riding a bike and then she sticks a stick down into the bike spokes and then it, it falls over and she's like, oh, you know, and blames whatever. It's like we're the ones doing it and they're doing it on purpose. One thing that he did leave out is that some of that money getting sent over to the Iranians gets laundered back to the politicians. We forgot that part. Well. I think we've all figured that out by now. But we're going to talk about that and more. And we're, of course, going to get into our Tinfoil Friday stuff here. Everybody stay tuned. 
We have a big show for you today still ahead. Everybody, I, I'm telling you right now, we're going to dive down a rabbit hole when we come back that you're going to want to hear about. Stay tuned. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, and Nick No. We'll be back. Hey, this is Rod from PCs and Parts in Loveland. We're your local computer and parts repair store. We have been in business for over 18 years, and we have been fixing computers and love doing that. If you're having anything with technical-related issues, come by and see us. To reach us, call us at 970-203-0696 or go to our website at PCsandparts.com. We'd love to talk to you about your particular problems. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. And today is, of course, Tinfoil Friday. We're joined by our regular co-host now, Nick No, And we have a lot more to go over in this uh, show today. Uh, Nick, though, let's take a second, though. I want to give you the floor since you're here with me and you're going to be here with us going in the future. Just overall thoughts on everything we've talked about so far and, and maybe if there's any direction you want to take it from there. Uh, we can go that way. What are your thoughts so far, you know, on everything we've talked about, and, and where do you want to go from here? Well, I, um, a couple of days ago, we were, I was just, you know, we were talking about Amy Coney Barrett getting put on the Supreme Court, and, uh, you know, I, you know, I hinted that maybe she, you know, she, maybe she could be a Jesuit. We kind of joked about it, but I, I looked up her father and her, her family and quoting directly from a Catholic website here. Uh, it's the National Catholic Register in regards to her father. This experience led him to be uh, consider being a Jesuit and he made a customary 30 day igna uh, Ignatian retreat. Uh, spent one and a half years as a Jesuit uh, novitiate and experienced that uh, remained the foundation of my adult life as the axiom that love manifests itself in deeds and not just words. So, but rather than becoming a Jesuit priest, he ended up getting married and uh, uh, in his first year of law school. Just want to put that out there. Oh, it all comes back to the Jesuit order, huh? Um, you know, we were talking about that the other day, obviously, the connections to the Roman Catholic Church, the Rothschilds, the Jesuits, how it's all interconnected and, and how it all relates to modern-day America. And we were 
diving down those rabbit holes it's interesting though that her family is connected to the jesuit order because we've seen that be uh utilized in other positions we as we described in those other shows so good catch on that good update on that um so yeah i guess we'll just go right into our tinfoil friday segment i want to talk about a few different things one of the main stories that i wanted to cover here today is as you guys know tinfoil friday is a day where we dive down the rabbit hole and examine facts and evidence and news that they don't want us to look at more closely and one of the things that's always struck me very odd nick is that there are there's a story that you would think though at least the leftists but but pretty much everybody would still be talking about to this day considering the magnitude and scale of which it, it was and and still is as from when it occurred and that is the las vegas massacre one of the largest uh one of the largest mass shootings in the history of this country and i really think that there is so much more that took place that day and they really really are doing their best to keep us away from that information on october 1st 2017 there was the route 91 harvest music festival and in case you guys don't remember since this was a few years ago the uh, official story goes as such a man by the name of stephen paddock a 64 year old kind of degenerate gambler we're, we're led to believe was staying at the on the 32nd floor at the mandalay bay hotel now at some point that evening he took it upon himself after he had filled his hotel room up with a veritable arsenal of weapons to start open opening fire on a a music festival that was happening on the las vegas strip from his hotel room now his hotel room as i said before was on the 32nd floor of the mandalay bay hotel and the official story goes as such that he fired get this nick over a thousand rounds killing 60 people and wounding at least 413 now these are all the official story narratives that i'm, I'm giving you and and i'm doing this to to kind of lay the groundwork for what we're going to build on here uh let's see in in this estimated uh, uh you know incident there were over 850 people who were injured as a as a result of it and this is now known as the deadliest mass shooting in american history but it's interesting to me that whenever we have these shootings happen you don't hear the fake news bring this one up and it's just been kind of swept under the rug and relegated into the you know uh, storeroom of history so that you know the official story is what it is it's never changed nobody's ever come out and said it one way or another and i actually a couple years ago did a, a bit of a deep dive on this made a kind of like a 30 minute mini documentary on just kind of some of the the strange things that happened that day and i think there's so much more to this story and it is so plain and clear and obvious that it it strikes me as not in the same scale but the same scope as 9-11 where you know you've got buildings collapsing and free fall out of nowhere you have you know people finding passports just laying on the ground you have you know grainy footage of of what they tell us is a jetliner hitting the pentagon and and everything that that we look at 9-11 and think man that story does not add up whatsoever 
is kind of the same way I've felt about Las Vegas since it took place. Especially, especially, Nick, you want to get something crazy? I was invited to be there at that, not that concert, but on that weekend. I was supposed to be there with a friend of mine back when I was living down in New Mexico. We were going to take a trip up to Las Vegas. He had invited me with his girlfriend. And I think uh, at that time it would have been uh, my fiance. Um, but this is crazy because, Whoa. no, I, I'm not kidding. And, and you know what's even crazier? And, and I've never really told anyone this, but why not just put it on public air, right? Um, is that one of my buddies who invited me was uh, a Marine. And the whole thing was really strange, the way he kind of, we talked about it, and then he ended up going out on his own, almost as if he was there for a reason, if you understand what I'm saying. Um and I don't want to speculate yeah. beyond that, but I, I feel this is why I've always thought there's more to it because this is what made me pull on the thread is I had a buddy who was down there who, let's just say, let's just say he was a Marine and, and it seemed as though there were people who were being called to be in Las Vegas on that weekend, if you understand what I'm saying. It, it, does that make sense, Nick? Do you understand what I'm kind of in, insinuating there? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so – who do the Marines really report to is my question. That's, that's um, my point. That's my point. Because he wasn't the only one who was there. When we come back, folks, I, I'm going to keep going. I, I don't want to, uh, you know, beat around the bush here. I want to get di dive straight into the rabbit hole and get into this further. But, Nick, um, I think a lot more happened in Las Vegas than anybody will ever know. But we're going to try our best to get to whatever truth we can. Everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig, James, and Nick No, That sounds better, right, Nick? I like that. With your hosts, Craig, James, and Nick No, We'll be back after. Yeah. yeah. Nice ring. <laughs> we'll be back after the break. Everybody stay tuned. Get ready to embark on an extraordinary journey with Kelvin Crosby, better known as the Deaf Blind Potter, and his over 15 million followers right here on KHNC every Monday at 5 o'clock p.m. Kelvin will motivate you and show you how to live beyond life's challenges right here on AM 1360. You are listening to KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. The Rockies. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258, My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258.
Welcome back to Just Inform Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're, we're with your co-host, Nick Doe. I guess we're your hosts, Craig James and Nick Doe. We actually have, uh, you know, more rabbit hole to dive down with regard to Las Vegas shooting that. If you're just joining us, that's what we're talking about today. We talked a lot about earlier in the show, the Texas standoff with the National Guard and the Border Patrol, some implications from that, what they may be planning. I thought that was prescient and we should address it but now we're continuing with our tinfoil friday segment where we dive down the rabbit hole today is the las vegas massacre the largest shooting in u.s history and just you know nick like i was saying before one of the things that made me pull on the thread of this whole story was the fact that i was supposed to be in vegas that weekend for that not that concert but just for uh you know i'd been invited there by a friend of mine who, as I said before, was a Marine, who, you know, we kind of settled on me not going for whatever reason. I don't even recall exactly what it was. We had both discussed it, and he said, well, you know, you might, you probably don't even want to come. Anyway, he's there, and when he comes back, you know, he's telling me stories about it, and I just got this feeling that I was like, you know, again, I've never told anyone this because it's – largely just my suspicion but the way he described the events and what happened it almost sounded like he was there intentionally there if that makes sense like he, he they knew something was happening you said it i not i but marines report directly to president of the united states at that point trump was the president this is 2017 this is and this ties into the story i think as far as what i suspect happened that day However, let's just give some more background information. Like I said before, this was Stephen Paddock was the supposed lone gunman. It was the Route 91 Music Festival, which he supposedly targeted for, targeted for no really established reason. He filled his hotel room up with an arsenal of weaponry from which he was able to fire a thousand rounds, killing 60 people. Um, Hopefully we can, uh, we're having a little technical difficulty. Nick, are you, are you there? All right, so we'll, we'll figure this out. A little bit of a hiccup. However, I will keep going that we had the Route 91 uh, Music Festival, which was taking place there. Uh, let's see, he was on the 32nd floor, supposedly 1,000 shots killed. 60 people and injured 413 and here i'll just play a clip from a docu a mini documentary i made on this subject to give you a little bit of context to what happened that day which i think uh will kind of set the groundwork for what i was going to talk about here let me just make sure that we are going out live here we go i'm going to play this clip guys because we, we're trying to fix the audio issue and bring uh, Nick back on. But go ahead and let's start. Let me see where I want to start from. i got to find the exact point. Was there a secret meeting planned for the from Trump? How did they die? So the question now becomes, was there a secret meeting planned for the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman to meet with President Donald Trump in the Mandalay Bay in the top floors at the Four Seasons Hotel? And if so, did the deep state 
use terrorists to try to assassinate Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman in order to keep that meeting from happening. According to... All right, when we come back, I'm going to play that. We're going to take care of these audio issues over the break. Coming back for hour two of the Just Form Talk radio show. Everybody, stay tuned. We're going to get, into the, we're going to, get to the bottom of this. Don't worry. Uh, whatever this technical issue is, it's always interesting when you talk about things that they don't want you to talk about. All of a sudden, things stop working. Microphones don't work. You know, signals get lost. Everything starts going haywire. We'll figure it out over the break. But you're listening to Just Form Talk radio. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Yes, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Let us help. Listen to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Saturdays at 11, right here on AM 1360. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. Inflation continued to moderate in December. The PCE, Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index, rose just two-tenths of a percent. For the year ending in December, prices were up 2.6%, excluding food and energy. The core PCE also rose two-tenths of a percent and was up 2.9% on an annual basis. Also, Americans made a little more in December. Personal incomes rose three-tenths of a percent and spending rose seven-tenths of a percent more than forecast. American Express has been setting aside more money in case its card members aren't paying on time, but the company is still upbeat about this year and the stock is higher. Amex also is raising the dividend it pays shareholders. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Kosolda. Invested in you. New year, even a presidential election year, but we are still facing the same issues. You need to prepare for the worst. Protect your home, your family, and your investments. It's time to reach out to the Oxford Gold Group. They make it simple for you, whether you are buying more gold, diversifying your 401k, or buying gold for the first time. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-995-GOLD and order the investment guide or make a purchase of precious metals and get up to $2,500 in free gold. 833-995-GOLD. Hello, friend. I'm Jeremy Sladen, the head coach and founder of the Warrior Mind, Body, and Soul Experience, or Warrior MBS for short. There's a good chance that you're looking to level up with some needed improvements in your physical, mental, or spiritual life, or maybe you need a complete reset in all three. Either way, there has never been a better time for you to make this move, and here's why. Because the world needs you badly right now. Our culture is in full-scale attack mode on what it even means to be a man. 
testosterone levels have dropped by 50% since the 1940s, and true masculinity is retreating into these pathetic spaces. Now, all this gender bending has men questioning who they are and how to fulfill their sacred roles in life as fathers, husbands, and community leaders. Warrior MBS is all about unlocking and unleashing these kinds of men. Go to warriormbs.com to check out the program and set up a live chat with Jeremy today. Again, that's warriormbs.com. Hi, folks. Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you could invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back go to investyrefi.com that's invest the letter y r-e-f-y.com or call 888-Y-REFI-24 you can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25 percent just call 888-Y-REFI-24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them joe sent you the views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to Justin Forum Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined back by Nick No. You got he got cut out. Uh, he's our co-host. He, his connection got lost right when we started talking about the uh, interesting part of what happened on this Tinfoil Friday back in 2017 at the Las Vegas massacre, which we're going to do a bit of a deep dive on here with our with our latest uh, investigation into that. I mean, it's kind of a deep dive down the rabbit hole here, Nick. And I, I mean, here's what I've put together essentially for the audience to recap for anybody who's just joining us. So we saw what happened in 2017, October 1st at the uh, route 91 harvest music festival on the Las Vegas strip. They tell us the official story of Steven Paddock, a 64 year old degenerate gambler, uh, decided to load his hotel room up with a veritable arsenal and uh, was able to execute over was able to fire over a thousand rounds into a crowd killing 60 people so the incident remains one of the deadly or is the deadliest mass shooting in history but nobody wants to talk about it ever it's been swept under the rug people ignore the irregularities and the uh, just crazy stuff that happened that day everything from people hearing and recording gunshots from multiple different locations fully automatic gunfire even sounding like belt fed machine gunfire you also have uh very suspicious deaths uh, of witnesses to what happened that day 
in the subsequent days, weeks, and months after the incident took place. Uh, and there's also just so many crazy things, Nick, when you talk about where Paddock was, who else is involved in this, and it all ties back to the Saudis, believe it or not, and uh, some interesting things that may have been taking place there. So, Nick, let me play a little bit of uh, this this documentary I made two years ago to give us kind of a, a rundown of uh, where this – this all stemmed from a series of tweets from reporter and journalist Patrick Howley from the National File who discussed uh, how he was in possession of the truth behind what happened in Las Vegas, but he decided that not to report it because he was approached by individuals who essentially asked him not to. Uh, here's a, a clip, and then we'll talk about it. So we're going to start by examining the tweets of Patrick Halley, an independent journalist and senior reporter at the National File. In a long series of tweets that we'll go through, starting March 13, 2021, Patrick Halley not only identifies what happened in Las Vegas on that fateful day, but also the threats that he received and the reasoning he actually held for not reporting on the truth of what happened that day. Starting here with this first tweet, Patrick says, I know what happened in Vegas, but it's the only thing I can't say out loud because it would have caused a war. And the feds made it clear they would kill me. It's the only story I ever had to punt. He then goes on and says, My natural instinct is always to reveal the truth. Vegas is the one time I held back. A, because they would have killed me. And B, because Trump brilliantly handled it behind the scenes to avert war. It is what it is. That's the only one I can't do. So then someone replies to Patrick Halley saying, Will we ever know? To which he replies, Nah, but all kinds of arms deals go down. They wanted to hit the Saudi crown prince, it went bad, and a bunch of blunders led to ISIS guys firing on the crowd and feds framing Paddock. So that's, I guess, a good starting point, Nick, that, you know, this is according to Patrick Halley and what he uncovered through his investigative journalism and reporting on this topic. And it, I would I would say it's it's just conspiracy theory conjecture, except when you look at the evidence of the events that took place that day, there's so much corroborating evidence to support what he is, in fact, telling us. And we could go through the details, but what are your thoughts so far on all that, Nick? And then I, I can keep going. Yeah, and um, after you go a little further, if, if you'd like to, he, he elaborates and eventually kind of outs and says what, what the truth was and uh, would you like for me to, to do that or would you like to play it no absolutely let's make this concise and let's consolidate it you 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 summarize what Hallie goes on to explain Hallie goes on to explain that essentially a rogue element of the United States government coupled with um, you know some Saudi people Ben Talal in, in particular um, had planned to assassinate uh, Bin Salman um, uh, in in Las Vegas, and at that time he was dressed in civilian clothes, like he usually does when he comes to America. So that way, uh, you know, he can just kind of uh, you know uh, blend in with everything, which actually led to them being unable to identify him when they were trying to take him out. Um, and um, you know, 
and ultimately that's what he said um, and by the end of his, his uh, um, line of tweets there he, he said that basically that's what happened that's exactly what he says happened and one of the, the clips I'll play here is just this is the opening to that documentary where I play over the background you hear some of the gunshots from that day. And I, I want to play this as the first piece of corroborating evidence for the fact that there were multiple gunmen there that day. The official narrative for us right now, Nick, is that Stephen Paddock acted alone, right? In the Mandalay Bay Hotel from his 32nd floor suite, he was able to fire a 1,000 shots, which is wild on top of the fact that he w- was not very good shape and that, you know, some of the things he had to do to make that happen would have been very uh, you would have had to have been i guess in in pretty good shape for the time frame but here's just some of the audio nick and i'm going to play this uh of what it sounded like there that day and you tell me with your you know you have experience as a veteran you you've heard gunshots i'm sure before tell me what you think of this this the sound of these shots that they tell us are all coming from one person in one hotel room listen to this They want us to believe, Nick, and, and that's not just the only clip I have. I have several, several more clips of, of the audio from that day where you can clearly hear machine gun fire. Some people argue it may have been belt-fed machine gun fire. You had uh, in multiple locations also. It wasn't all that was in front of the Mandalay Bay Hotel at the Route 91 Festival. But even there, Nick, it's you can clearly hear separate sets of gunfire, which... They tell us, you know, just like they told us that jet fuel can melt steel beams, they tell us it's the the reverberation of the noise off the buildings. What what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, I definitely hear maybe even three places where the gunfire is coming from. Um, From my my trained ear, it's what it sounds like to me, but at least two. So if we had multiple gunmen, that immediately invalidates the official narrative. And when we come back... We're going to tell you why and how Mohammed uh, bin Salman was targeted and why his brother, Prince Awalid bin Talal, would have wanted to target him, what could have been the gain and uh, what could have been the motivation behind it. And then we'll get into some other irregularities, as Nick's going to point out, with the individuals who are involved in overseeing the investigation. Yeah. We're going to talk about that and much more on this Tinfoil Friday. Everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. We'll be back after the break. All of your electronic devices can be severely damaged by lightning bolts and power surges. Even worse, an EMP attack can destroy everything, leaving our technology-dependent society with no technology. But don't let that be you. Go to EMPShield.com and put KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield is an electromagnetic pulse, solar flare, and lightning protection system made to protect you and your electronics. Again, go to EMPShield.com and type KHNC in the promo code box. EMPShield.com. 
The globalists say resistance is futile. Will you choose to accept your slavery or declare your liberty? Find out how on Pac-Man and the Rev, Saturdays from 1 to 2. Sometimes the truth hurts. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. Uh, we're going to be talking more about what happened in Las Vegas coming up here in a second. But before we do that, Nick, we have, uh, we're, we have a text. Somebody texted in and said from the 303, the James and No show has a nice ring to it. And uh, thank you for that uh, contribution. Maybe we'll do that. But we have a caller as well, Nick, if you want to bring him on. Uh, we can't sure. do that. So, uh, caller, you're on the air with us, Just Informed Talk Radio. Uh, I guess, what do you have for us? Well, good morning, gentlemen. Um, you, you, I think we need to just do the math, on, uh, and that'll tell you that this is a, is a hoax, that there was only one shooter. If there were, 50, what, 40-some people died and uh, 400 or 50, 58, 60, okay, well, I think I figured the math at 58 uh, dead and 400 and some were hit, wounded. That's over 500 hits. And if you are a good marksman from that distance, you'd say maybe I hit one in five. So that's over 2,500 uh, rounds that this guy shot. So you're telling me that he had uh, 130 round magazines loaded and ready to go. And if you assume that he fired at one per second, that's uh, 2,500 minutes, or excuse me, 2,500 seconds, uh, it comes out to like 40 minutes that this guy was shooting. Doesn't add up. The math just doesn't work. Nick, I, I feel like that oh, that's was... That's very astute. Yeah, I feel like very that's very, very clear. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that contribution, caller. I mean... I couldn't agree more, and, and there are so many other irregularities that we're going to talk about here, but that is true. It's like just the math alone for what he and, – and then you also have to think, you know, firing a 1,000 rounds in that short amount of time is also difficult just for the physicality of it all. Uh, you know, the guns he was supposedly, you know, wielding and shooting, as you said, at, at 50% accuracy, right, um, or higher – so it's just a lot of strange things there. Anything else you want to share, caller? No, I just, like I said, the math just told me that this is a hoax. It's just like if you, you know, go back to 9-11, uh, again, engineering-wise, two, two airplanes brought down three buildings, each one of them in their own footprint. I mean, how if, if I mean, here's the, see how this, stupid do they think we are, right? I mean, it's like, are we incapable of just functionally having critical thought i mean it's crazy well the sad part is a lot of uh, america actually believes that they don't have the schools have not allowed their uh 
critical thought. They're not teaching critical thinking. They're teaching them what to think and not how to think. So it starts with our schools, and this is how you dumb down a, a society to the point that, yeah, they'll believe they'll believe that one shooter just shot 2,500 rounds in a you know, and and buildings fall down in their own footprint. That's you, how you you know it's people. interesting. I mean, I think at this point you could you could safely say that. Thus, the necessity of just informed talk radio. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to relabel this a, an educational program. We're going we're gonna to get into it. But thank you. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Anything else for me or Nick? Or do you, We're going to keep diving on this rabbit hole. No, I appreciate it. And uh, keep up the good work. Yeah, then the, yeah, that's one of the things you should look at, too, is the witnesses that uh, uh, just happen to have fatal accidents. Oh, yeah, no, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. All right, thanks, Colin. Right. I really appreciate it. Uh, call in any time. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Yep. Well, Nick, listen. see how astute and, and informed our audience is, Nick? I, I, I'm very blessed. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, that was great. I mean, the last uh, last show we had, someone else also contributed some, uh, some really good information, too, and he brings up a very good point that there were a couple of shooters – um, you know, I actually, whenever this all went down, I immediately was all over it, um, trying to figure out what was really happened. And, and one of the things that came out is I saw a video. I did not preserve it, but I saw this video. It was a security cam footage behind a business. And um, there was a set of bushes, and then there were a couple of people walking by, and then there's a woman's body laying there that had been shot, and she had died at that time. And so they go over to see if she's okay and realize she's dead and then continue on. But all the while, when you watch this, you can see the bushes moving, uh, uh, you know, rapidly because they're getting blown by helicopter blades. Yeah, no, I think there were things happening there that uh, would lend itself to the fact that this was something far bigger. Now, here's the thing, you know, Stephen Paddock, for better or worse, you know, he's, he's, I guess for better, if you, if you believe the official story, obviously, but he is dead now. Uh, what was it? A suicide, right? So, which is like, first off, just take, take out every one of the, the corroborating facts that, that lend itself to this was more than what meets the eye. What possesses a man to go to Vegas to bring an arsenal with him? to take money and go and, and you know, one of the thing, last things he did, according to the official story narrative, uh, Nick, is that he went down and paid off all of his major gambling debts before then deciding to go on a massive killing spree and then ending his own life. Now, I don't know, you know, I'm not a psychologist, you know, I, you know but I think the probably the lowest priority in somebody's mind right before they're about to commit the, the biggest mass murder in U.S. history would be clearing debts, right? I don't know that that makes a whole lot of sense. But beyond that, like you said, there's suspicious evidence of, of helicopters there. There's also video evidence of – and I could, I could play all these clips, but for the sake of time, I'll just summarize them because it's more difficult on radio to even understand why it's significant – unless you see the video as well, but you have clips from other hotel lobbies where you can clearly hear what sounds like machine gun fire coming from uh, very near that hotel, meaning not from the, the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel where they tell us every gunshot was fired from. 
But beyond that, Nick, there's other irregularities surrounding this. So, so the spec. So Patrick Halley's reporting about how this was a, a botched assassination attempt of Prince Al or Prince Mohammed bin Salman, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, and how Trump had to you know cover this all up to avert a larger war. Because that makes perfect sense if you think about. It. Imagine you're a foreign. First off, you have this relationship with Saudi Arabia, right? And it is supposedly an ally, so you have to, to defend that. And then on top of that, you have the prince dressing up in civilian clothes to the crown prince, dressing up in civilian clothes to go to Sin City. That would be a bad look for the crown or the royal family, of course. And then his brother trying to kill him would be also, you know, it, it would all look terrible for the United States and could have really flared off a, a, a civil war in Saudi Arabia, right? Which we know, yeah. we know that that the crown or was it the crown prince who had ordered most of the royal family detained at one point. But yeah, and and let's not forget that um, Blackwater uh, went over there and strung him up upside down and beat him to get the information out of him, and that's what that's what happened. And then he gave up some of his money, and I think that he gave up his Twitter stake as part of. Uh, his penance, even though, you know, uh, I clearly deserved uh, much more than that. Uh, and but then also there's a helicopter crash. They tried to, they tried to overthrow uh, Ben Salman. And, you know, th there's another competing family that thought they were entitled to it. And I believe President Trump uh, thwarted that and headed it off. I, and I think that that's a reasonable, logical conclusion for the facts that lay at hand. The, the story itself is is nearly unbelievable, just like when you look at the facts surrounding 9-11. So a couple of strange uh, things, coincidences, as they say, uh, with regard to how this happened. So the shooting took place at the Mandalay Bay where Stephen Paddock was this convenient patsy, if you will, for the whole thing. And some people have said it was an arms deal gone bad, or I believe more appropriately uh, Stephen Paddock was a patsy who supplied the weapons to these these uh, basically assassins slash terrorists who were there trying to assassinate Mohammed bin Salman on behalf of Prince Walid bin Talal, who, uh, as you said and pointed out, he was you know a part of a faction within the Saudi royal family that uh, wanted to seize power away from. The crown prince who had been recently named crown prince which conferred upon him the authority of the previous king so he would be the eventual and and the de facto ruler of saudi arabia meaning he was the top dog and uh, of course prince awali bin talal didn't like that one bit now what's interesting to note about the mandalay bay hotel where this all took place is you say well well how does this mandalay bay hotel even like, why would they do it there? What's the significance? Well, I'll tell you what the significance is, Nick, is that in the top, I think, 10 or 20 floors uh, of the Mandalay Bay Hotel, it is actually not the Mandalay Bay Hotel. It is a Four Seasons Hotel that is, uh, is placed right above the Mandalay Bay in the top floors. And do you know who... Uh, who owns the Mandalay Bay Hotel, or the, excuse me, the Four Seasons Resort um, Company Corporation, Nick? Could it be Al-Walid Bintalo? Yes, you got it right. It is actually um, 
owned in partnership by Prince Awalid bin Talal and who, guess who else? I don't know. You got me. I know you know. It's Bill Gates. So Bill Gates <laughs> and Prince Awalid bin Talal both own uh, majority stakes in the Four Seasons Hotel. I don't know. That, that is as of this happening. I don't know if that still is the case. It, I think it might be, but um, they were the, the majority shareholders in that corporation, so they owned it. So, of course, this is a company, this is a hotel owned by Prince Ali Bintalal, only a few floors above where Stephen Paddock was with all of these weapons. And what has been basically what Patrick Halley tried to expose as far as his investigative research went into all of this was that here's what happened, okay? This is what we can safely, uh, you know, say based on circumstantial evidence and other things that Prince Ali bin Talal wanted to take out Mohammed bin Salman, right? And he knew Mohammed bin Salman would travel to Las Vegas, dress up in plain clothes, and enjoy the sinful lifestyle that he would probably, if he wasn't the crown prince and a normal citizen in Saudi Arabia and engaged in, would probably be detained by the morality police and put in some prison cell and, and you know, maybe sentenced to who knows what kind of punishment, right? And... So in an effort to take him out, what Halley has suggested and what I've found through the research I've done is that it's very likely that they conscripted the service of ISIS terrorists to do the work of the assassination. And what they were going to do is essentially have it be a coordinated assassination that could be then spun into a terrorist attack and who knows what they would have done with regard to, to when the news came out that crown, they probably would have just swept it under the rug and said the crown prince died at home in his sleep from natural causes. And you know what I mean? Like that was their plan, I think. And yeah, I think so. Yeah. So they brought in from what I understand and what Halley's investigative research showed is that what's most likely is there's this sect of it's this uh, splinter cell of, ISIS terrors from, of all places, Australia. And you can look up the records on all this, but these, apparently there was a, a, around a dozen ISIS terrorists from Australia who were flown in pro just prior to this event taking place. Stephen Paddock was most likely the conduit for supplying them with the weapons that they used. He was being stationed at that hotel also as uh, kind of the patsy and the diversion, the distraction. So, Imagine, you know, you want to stage this multi-stage terror attack, but it's also a coordinated assassination hit, but you cover up the, the hit with the terror attack. You have Paddock open fire from his window, drawing all attention away from everything else that's going on. And I think that from what I can put together, it seems likely that perhaps our military intelligence at that time somehow picked it up on their radar and were fully aware and prepared for it to happen. And thus, why, thus is why it failed, because there were forces in place, which that brings me full circle back to my friend, uh, the Marine, who I will not name, uh, who was there that day. I think there were people there in preparation for that because they didn't know how it was going to come, perhaps, or they didn't know when, but they knew it was coming then. Um, Nick, I want to get your thoughts on, on my 
my tinfoil hat conspiracy surrounding all this and much more when we come back and uh, you can help me fill in any gaps uh stay tuned everybody you're listening to just the forum talk radio with your hosts craig james and nick no we'll be back after the break This is Mark Hall, host of the Come Out of Her My People show here on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that. Hi, this is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you about my kind CBD products. I have been using these products myself, and I can tell you this is the highest quality CBD product I've ever used in my life. My kind CBD products are 100% THC free, locally sourced from Colorado hemp farmers, and they're organic. And if you want, you can give them a shot today by going to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. And when you do, make sure you try out everything from the sunscreen, to the lotion, to the salve, to the retinol cream, to the tinctures, to the cocoa, to the coffee, to the tea, everything in between. And make sure you try out the pet products as well. They have pet shampoo and pet tincture. You're not going to be disappointed. These products are white labeled and sold in high-end stores and boutique salons for two, three, and four times the price you're going to be paying at 1360KHNC.com shop straight from the manufacturer. So go there and buy your products today. And I know you're going to become a repeat customer just like me. Holy fly paper! Join me, JD Plorable, for Swamp Fight Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays at noon, right here on AM 1360. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. We're doing our Tinfoil Friday deep dive. Today is the Las Vegas Massacre. Uh, just before the break, I was explaining my uh, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory surrounding this. And, Nick, I want to get you to respond to that. And then we also have a caller, it looks like. Uh, so we'll try to bring them on here in just a second. But, Nick, uh, you know, you heard my theory on what happened that day. Is there any <clears throat> are there any spots I'm not filling in, or is there anything you want to contribute? And then we'll, we'll bring the caller on. Sure. This guy used to go on cruises going into ports of all different countries. He was a math genius when he was in high school, and his, uh, his uh, classmate said so. And, uh, and also he had lots of money in real estate. He had apartment. Uh, complex and he had other things like that millions of dollars in assets and this guy is going and his last cruise he went on was to the Middle East so uh, what's and his father or his brother was arrested for being a bank robber all right and he looks like he grew up without a father and his family you know his brothers were violent even so he fits the profile for the CIA fits it to a T highly intelligent probably has a psychopathic uh, bloodline, which means he may be uh, better under pressure and able to lie, cheat, steal, whatever. And then he is also a pilot, and uh, he's going around the world to these different ports. It's a perfect cover. This guy is a great gambler. Yeah, he's good at math. He's going around with his money and enjoying his money. 
Uh, I think there's much more going on, and he was part of the government. He used to actually work for the IRS until 84, and then 85, he worked for an auditor for the Defense Contract Audit Agency uh, towards the end of the 80s. So this guy, uh, you know, he also uh, worked three years as an internal auditor for a company that later merged with Interlocky Martin. This guy is an intelligence asset. Pretty obvious. So, so what I, think really I, I, I know. I think it's a matter of which which intelligence agency, right? That would be the question. Um, surely the Saudis have their yeah. own intelligence, and maybe this guy was some CIA guy who got recruited through his previous dealings into you know being in the the, the sphere or you know uh, around in the atmosphere around. Bin Talal, Bin Talal got his ear. You said, "Hey, you want to make some quick money? Get these. I just need these guns brought here. We're gonna. We're doing a deal. We're trying to do whatever." Um, bada sure. bing, bada and boom. His own hotel. Yeah, he's and like, I own hotel. the hotel. Don't work. Been- and, the, and the hotel staff what? helping him load the room up with the weapons, and and it's it, it's crazy. So let's bring oh. the caller on real quick. Uh, just very quickly, sure. I want to bring the caller on. Hello, caller. You're on the air. What do you got for us? Uh, good morning, Craig. Good morning, Nick. Uh, I'm not going to say my name this time because the CIA may have my phone bugged. You never know. <laughs> Anyhow, Thanks, brother. what I was going to say was just what you guys touched on. How many of these mass shooting suspects, perpetrators, whatever, may actually be assets of the CIA or FBI or whatever five I organization, you know, three letter agency that perpetrate these acts for uh what they you know, much needed gun control or this, that or the other. I mean just how many of them are employed by these intelligence agencies. We or, will never know. Well and, and also I would say like I said before, it's not like those are the only intelligence services that exist out there. And, and, you know, sometimes these guys, they all run in the same circles. So they could work contract or whatever for the CIA and then get, you know, basically in the realm or circle of some of these higher power people. And then they go work for them and then they have that background and training, but then they're working, you know, for for whoever, right? You know, Prince Awali Timbalad, Bin Talal would have obviously been uh, so familiar with the CIA, given Saudi and the connections there. But who knows, right? I mean, whether he was working on behalf of the CIA or he was just a, a person who was picked up from his, you know, previous work with the CIA. That's that'd be my my only thing to, as a caveat to it all. But but what do you think? That, that's exactly right. You know, one hand washes the other with these guys. Absolutely, and they all they run all... in the same circles. That's the thing. Exactly. Exactly. All right, I brother. I wanted to send you that text with the link in it earlier, Craig. Okay, the, cool. Uh, I'll check that out. I didn't PSA, get a chance to look at that yet. It's fine. I know you guys are busy. You got a big show. Uh, just whenever you get a chance, check that out. I reckon TSA has been instructed to they can use that uh, Customs and Border Patrol app as an identification to let these illegal aliens on an airplane. Oh, man. Which is... <laughs> They're driving them further into the country like that. You know, President Diaper, actually, he ain't doing anything about it. 
encouraging it. Oh no! I mean, I, hey, uh, brother, I, I'm right there with you. So. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully get to that. Maybe if not in this show, we'll get to it to another show. But thanks for bringing it to my attention. I'm going to look closer into that. And then obviously over the course of the, the next few shows, we'll, we'll try to in, integrate that because it is important information. And I'll, I'll look at that more closely after. But thanks for calling. Anything else you want to leave us with? Uh, God bless, brothers. Keep doing a good job. We'll talk to you all later. All right. God bless, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Nick. So you heard it there. Our good friend kind of, uh, you know, in saying what you were just saying, what are your thoughts on all of that? Well, it makes perfect sense. I, I have a theory, and it's just a theory. I don't have really any sauce on it. But, you know, this guy, he's traveling all these ports. He's in, he's Intel. He did some – he works for an agency. Okay. Um, there's uh, something called non-official cover, too. So this guy already is independently wealthy, using his, his math skills to count cards and win whatever – and so he's got cash. This guy's going to the Middle East. He's going to all these different countries, going into these ports. It's perfect for doing all kinds of stuff. Um, and then uh, keep in mind that, uh, you know, whenever he was at the Mandalay Bay, allegedly, maybe they lured him in there saying, look, we're going to pay your gambling debts. Thank you. You know, thanks for doing this for us. And, you know, and I never even saw a video. As far as I know, there's not one of the actual weapons being taken through the through the hotel up to his room i never saw that and i've seen i've seen the the footage it's uh it's interesting it's it's the like bellhops coming from the back access elevators with big giant black duffel bags on luggage carts that you know i don't know anybody out there if you have guns or you know guns and ammunition like have you ever tried to lift a box of ammunition nick it's very heavy like to the point where if you fill up a, a and I've done this before because I'm not very smart, you fill up like a, a storage container full of ammunition and then you, you fill the whole thing up to the brim and you're like, all right, now I'm going to load this up. And you go to pick it up and you go, okay, that's like 350 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so like you had to, it, for him to be brought up the weapons and the ammo, I mean, these guys had to have felt that these bags were weighing, you know, abnormally heavy, right? But, I mean, maybe they're used to pulling up, you know, duffel bags with, you know, hundreds or $10 million cash in it, and it may weigh the same. I don't know. But, yeah, the, the video does exist where the, you can see the weapons being brought up, but it's all you see are the weapons being brought to the room. There's no real other, like, they're like, well, there was no evidence of any th- other, you know, interactions or anything. But, you know, imagine they're staging the room with what they need in there, and then, you know, Steve Paddock, what if he's the guy who's orchestrating the, the whole arms deal? I don't know. And he's, you know, uh, uh, the other weapons were left downstairs in a car somewhere that, you know, the ISIS guys could just go get in, turn the key. They have their car that's full of weapons already. And that's what Steven was there doing. Like you said, that that makes perfect sense that they were like, okay, well, we got it. We got a job for you. We need these weapons. We need them brought here. We need them left here. We need some up here. Uh, we'll pay all your gambling debt and uh, no worries. And then next thing you know, you know, pop into his hotel room, let him, you know, stage it however you want. Am I am I far off, Nick? I mean, I know a lot of this is conjecture, like you said, with no sauce, meaning no, we're not like really backing this up with uh, um, exact definitive proof. But like we've said, the the circumstantial evidence, the corroborating evidence for what 
the theory is it, it makes more sense that it was this than it does the official narrative, right? Yeah, and don't forget, listeners, that you can be convicted of murder with circumstantial evidence. And I think there is far more than enough, just like with 9-11, though. I mean, it's like they just flagrantly lie. They think we're dumb. I don't know what it is. Or they just think if you tell a lie enough times, it becomes the truth, because that seems to be their strategy, uh, even though we have all the evidence and we can look at it clear, clear as day and say, you know, these are, this is what happened. So, look, everybody, thank you. You guys make this show better. Thanks to the callers. Thanks to the texters. Uh, we're come back. We're going to wrap this up with uh, a little bit of what Nick has for us. Another strange coincidence. Everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. This is Tammy with Naturally Inspired Health Network. We created a group with real solutions for healthy living. Providers with products and services we trust. Need pain relief? Christy Sullivan, Vitality for Life. Want acupuncture? Debbie Ireland, Touch of the East. Looking for a medical doctor? Dr. Sharon Montez, Living Well Health Group. Solutions for health insurance? Wendy Scipioni, MPB Health. NaturallyInspiredHealthNetwork.com. Connecting people with real solutions for health. You've probably been hearing me talk about Y-Refi for a while now. Y-Refi has been getting a ton of phone calls, and I want to thank you for supporting and investing in something that actually helps people. A lot of people are talking about this investment, so I'd like to review the basics with you. First off, yes, it's true. You can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there are absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back and your monthly statements will have no surprises. If you're not sure if you can trust this economy, this secure collateralized portfolio may be a good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Tell them Joe sent you. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. You can run on for a long time. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, and uh, our co-host, Nick No. i got to get used to saying that, Nick. I'll, I'll get the hang of it. Um, but hey, man, it's interesting what we're talking about here with the whole tinfoil Friday, diving down the rabbit hole and the conspiracy theory and talking about Las Vegas, what happened there, the Las Vegas massacre, quote-unquote, this shooting. And we've gone through all the irregularities. We've gone through all the, the evidence that seems to point more toward this scenario where it was an assassination attempt possibly on Prince, the crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, by his brother, Awali bin Talal, using uh, hired guns, maybe ISIS, maybe not. Some speculate that they may have been ISIS, uh, a terror, ISIS terror cell from Australia that was brought in to do the job 
and maybe perhaps Stephen Paddock played a role as uh, some sort of, uh, you know, arms dealer. Maybe he was the one who supplied the weapons and that it, it was all meant to look like essentially it was going to be an assassination uh, that was going to be hidden by a terror attack. And this may, is this, this sounds like a common tactic, right? That they may use or have probably in the past used. Yeah, absolutely. This has the Safari Club written all over it. The Safari Club was uh, basically created by uh, intelligence agency heads and also the, the CIA uh, with, with France, uh, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Morocco, Iran, all before Iran was uh, overthrown. Uh, all were part of the charter that created the Safari Club. It's basically a mercenary and uh, covert arm of the CIA that was uh, unacknowledged and not actually technically on the books or even uh, authorized to do what they're doing. So I, I believe that that's what's happened here. You know, George Bush Sr. was receiving, he had a, a personal account and was being wired and laundered money through BCCI, uh, you know, uh, to himself. And he was a part of the Safari Club. And guess who the club was operated by? A Saudi arms dealer named Adnan Khashoggi. All right, so where is that name? Wait, before? he's not related to Jamal Khashoggi, is he? Could be. Don't know for sure. The, but, you know, um, you know who Jamal you know, Khashoggi is, right? The the journalist yeah, the, who uh, journalist. He was the New York Times journalist who got basically put in a vat of acid by the Saudi <laughs> Saudis when he was uncovering a story they didn't want. So here's here's what's crazy though, Nick. Um. My my only thing I'm not sure on, like I I know there were I I can almost certainly say there were more than one shooter there, that this was something far may, that it was very likely something to do with maybe an assassination attack. That's an assassination attempt. That seems reasonable. But then it's like who's behind it? Because even if like was it maybe because there's the national security component. That's why they've been covering this up so hard for so long. W the component could come into play a thousand different ways, like we talked about earlier, possibly trying to, to stem and keep from happening a civil war in, in Saudi Arabia over all of this, or, you know, keep the knowledge that maybe bad actors within the intelligence community here, like some Safari Club members, decided that, you know, having Prince Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman as the, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia is bad for their business, and especially as he was talking about making deals with Trump and doing all these things, and uh, perhaps that it was a botched assassination attempt by those guys, and then obviously that's why they had to sweep it all under the rug so hard because that, you know, obviously would be us directly interfering with foreign government, you know, shocking, right? But in, in the form of trying to make an assassination attempt where we... And, and we know that Bin, or Bin Talal, his brother would have been the ideal candidate to run Saudi Arabia for, you know, on behalf of the globalist deep state. So I don't know, Nick, but there is another interesting connection. We have a couple minutes. Maybe tell us about the, uh, we briefly about w the connection to Hawaii. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So the guy that's in charge of, of running cover for the, uh, the shooting in Las Vegas is none other than the same, uh, officer in charge over at Maui whenever the and in, in Hawaii whenever the directed energy weapons were used to kill all those people not only that the uh, 
the the sheriff who was in charge of overseeing the investigation that went wildly off the rails and, and was so uh, corrupt from the get-go, it, it's almost unimaginable, is now, in fact, the governor of Nevada. How about that? Isn't that a strange coincidence, Nick? Joe Lombardo. I didn't know that. Yeah, Joe Lombardo is, is the governor of Nevada. Am I crazy? Or is he... Joe Lombardo, I'm pretty sure, just won the governorship. And that's there were all these uh, uh, conspiracy theories wow. online about it saying, oh, well, he was put there wow. because, yeah, he's the Nevada governor, Joe Lombardo. He was the sheriff who was in charge of overseeing the investigation on during in 2017 of the Las Vegas massacre. He's the guy who, you know, changed his story a dozen times and and you know, restricted, uh, you know, journalist access wow. to the investigation. He's now, he was now, he's now the governor of Nevada, Nick. And a lot of people pointed out that his role in facilitating the cover-up got rewarded with that position. Wow. That makes perfect sense to me. And then the other guy gets awarded a position over in Hawaii, a nice place to retire. Hey, we need one more favor from you, buddy. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's how this all this whole thing operates, it seems. Uh, and and so there are so many irregularities surrounding the events of that day. But I will uh, make this note for all the audience out there listening. Don't just take everything we say is the truth. Please do your own research. Go go look this stuff up for yourself. We've given you enough information to get started if you want to dive down the rabbit hole on this but i think it's fairly clear that what happened that day it just like 9-11 and other things uh, it did not happen as the official narrative would have you believe and that's really what this whole dive was about it was about getting to the truth of what happened that day because ultimately nick regardless of what the truth is the, the sad and unfortunate truth is that 60 people lost their lives that day grace. and there were many others who have had very debilitating injuries and there have been many others who uh, have just mysteriously had fatal accidents shortly after being there and witnessing the events of that day and uh, for those people we strive for the truth and when we come back we're going to get into some more uh, very interesting stuff especially with uh, our God's Grace is Greater segment and then we're going to wrap it up but hey Everybody, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your with your hosts, Craig James and Nick. No, I'm going to get that, Nick, eventually. I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, stay tuned. We'll be back uh, after the break. Hello, everybody in Northern Colorado. You're all looking good. I knew you would. <laughs> Keep listening to AM 1360, the roar of the Rockies, the best station ever. You are listening to KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. The Rockies. Bleed stop. Clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds. Bleed stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find Bleed Stop by clicking on the Bleed Stop button on the 1360KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular Bleed Stop website prices. Get yours today. 
Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. And we had another texter text in, Nick, over the break saying to ask you if this is the same Khashoggi that was in Salt Lake City, Utah, that was caught gun running on his high-end corporate jet in the late 80s and early 90s. And I think that is the same person, Adnan Khashoggi, correct? I, yeah, it sounds right. And uh, yeah, it definitely sounds right. Um, I'm going to look further. Let me look at it real quick. I've got it here. I'm pretty sure it's the same person, but thanks for that that texter uh, texting in with that question. You guys know it's our uh, God's Gracious Greater segment we do at the end of every show. It's not only because we really believe in the scripture, but also we want to send you out with some hope and encouragement to take with you today. Today is no different, Nick. Uh, before we get there, though, is there anything else you want to leave the audience with before we uh, get into our final segment? Uh, yes. Yeah, so don't forget to to if you see a conservative voice rising in the the algorithm, you know something's wrong. You know? So and it's going to be them saying to go down to the border, make sure you tell your friends and those people not to do so and don't encourage it. And uh, that's all I got. Amen. I think that's the sage advice, everybody out there. If if the algorithms start boosting conservatives telling you to take action on the border. It's probably because they want people on the border to stage a false flag. Just saying. All right. Here's where we're going to go with it. We're in Psalms, the book of Psalms, Psalm 34. The Lord delivers the righteous. And I will just read this for you. Uh, This says, the Lord delivers the righteous. I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim Yahweh's greatness with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and and rescues them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy is the man who takes refuge in him. You are his holy ones. Fear Yahweh. For those who fear him lack nothing. Young lions lack food and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord will not lack anything good. Come, children. Listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord, who is the man who delights in life, loving a long life to enjoy what is good. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. Turn away from evil and do what is good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their their cry for help. The face of the Lord is set against those who do what is evil to erase all memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. He saves those crushed in spirit. Many adversities come to the one who is righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects his all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil brings death to the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. The Lord redeems the life of his servants, and all who take refuge in him will not be punished. And Nick, those words to me, it's a, it's a very strong reminder that when we act with righteousness and integrity, and we stand in, in humility and fear and reverence toward the Lord, Lord, or... The, the Lord will not be defeated. And if the Lord is for us, if God is for us, who can defeat us? And the answer is no one. Nick, what do you think? Amen to that, brother. You're, uh, you know, don't, don't, um, don't come off your path with your faith and believe and know that God wins in the end and we're all going to get through this together. Amen. Take this with you guys today as you go out 
and make sure you put your faith in God. If you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now's your opportunity. All you have to do, repent, open your heart, say a prayer, call on his name, accept him as your Savior, watch him do great things. If you have already accepted him, with these words, go into your day here and make sure that you have that understanding, belief, and knowledge that provides solace in the fact that the Lord will be there when you act righteously and with integrity. That's where I'm going to leave it. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week, God willing. Until then, I'm your host, Craig James, joined by Nick No. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. God's 